Hi, and welcome back to the Little Bear Broad podcast. I know it's been a while. Uh, I'm terribly sorry about that. But can you believe that we're on episode 20? 20! It feels like we've been doing this for an awful lot longer than 20 episodes, trust me. (laughs) Um, But we're here, and um, we're going to be talking uh, today about sleep. No, sleep is definitely not for the weak. Uh, uh, in fact, it's actually, you know, it's a really massive important thing in our lives, especially as parents. As parents, we need sleep. We don't get enough of it. Everybody knows that. Um, but there's so much research having been done in the last decade about how much sleep affects not just our short-term health, but our long-term health. I mean, apparently, the more sleep we get, the more we're likely to not have Alzheimer's um, in the future when we're a lot older. And it can have all sorts of physical effects as well um, in terms of weight loss, in terms of diabetes, in terms of just organ function in general. So sleep is really important. And who better to speak about it with than Courtney? Now, you might remember Courtney was on our uh, podcast a little little while back, I think in either November or December last year. That time she was talking to us about sort of general health and fitness and how important it is to keep ourselves fit as parents. Um, and this time she's going to talk to us about sleep and how important it is for not just our children to get good sleep, but for us to get good sleep too. And how it all starts pretty much right from the minute they're born. Um, But I'm not going to tell you anymore. I'm going to leave it up to the experts. So uh, this is a a little recording that we did um, on Monday morning all about sleep. I hope you enjoy it. Bye. Okay, well, hello, Courtney. Hey, Jill. How's it going? Good, good, good. It's lovely to have you back on the podcast again. Um, This is your second time, isn't it? second time yeah 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 cool okay and the last the first time that you were on the podcast you were here under the guise of living healthy happy which Mm -hmm. your um your kind of your your nutrition lifestyle fitness um branch exercise nutrition and sleep that's what you do that's what you do Mm -hmm. but today today we are going to talk about sleep yes the importance of sleep Uh uh-huh the importance of sleep and how it can have a pretty devastating effect on you when you don't have it as many as many parents know (laughs) yeah exactly yeah most people learn this when they are a parent that sleep is in fact more important than we think so that's basically my um premise of starting um I guess to give you a little background, so like I, I dealt with a lot of sleep deprivation as like a young adult. I traveled a lot, so I was always traveling to Europe and doing competitions and stuff. Yes, yeah, so remind the remind our listeners what it was that you actually did in your in your. Um, so that's an amazing story. <laughs> I competed in luge for about eighteen years uh, for the U.S. team. So I can. You're an Olympian. You're yeah, an yeah, Olympian. Olympic. So I was always traveling um, over to Europe to compete in world cups and um, world championships and things like that. So I was really, really familiar with dealing with jet lag and sleep deprivation. Cool, cool. And then you met your husband, who was also an Olympian. Am I right thinking that? Uh, No, actually, he didn't go to the Olympics, but he was a hockey player. Um, We actually met through mutual friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And he's Swedish. And then you decided that you're going to make the move over to Sweden. Yeah. 
and you had um you had a little girl we had a little girl yeah so and then the fun began (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah um you know it it was funny like the first gosh you know sleep was it's always always been a really big part of my life you know whether it was like competing or traveling um and then a very small tidbit too is i competed i com- completed uh military basic training as well i was uh in the national guard for six six years in the u.s oh my god and so yeah so i i got really familiar with deprivation then um so this was in my like mid-20s um then i moved here you know and then you deal with a whole different type of change with your body because you're dealing with super bright summers and then super dark winters Right. So I've always been very, very, very sensitive and aware of how environments affect me. So, um, so the change coming here, I was just like, Oh my gosh, we have to have blackout curtains and you know, like we need to dim the lights in the summer. I mean, it was like, you know, my husband's used to this. So he's like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You know, (laughs) know? (laughs) and I'm like, no, it's good. It's good for our health. You know, I didn't know anything, you know, really about um sleep i hadn't started studying it yet so um so while i was like you know forcing my husband my husband to put in blackout shades and everything (laughs) um during the summertime um you know i got pregnant and and you're dealing with not sleeping during pregnancy too Um, yeah you know there's there's always something to sleep yeah so yeah our, our daughter was born and um what happened was that she she never was able to be put down so whenever we like literally put her down just to even change her diaper she was just screaming like bloody murder and it was awful i'm, I'm um, sorry to interrupt you but what, did you ever find out what caused that yeah it was a milk protein allergy so oh. at about five months of like the doctors saying we're crazy and oh you're just a new mom and blah 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 i was like no there's something going on like she should be able to sleep for longer than 30 minutes at a time and also yeah. like, i'm going rather bonkers you know like i i had severe postpartum um depression anxiety you know because of not sleep yeah. Yeah. i mean it's, it's bad enough when you're sort yeah. of getting some sleep as a new mom but like when you literally can't sleep for more than 30 minutes at a time and you have to be moving constantly she needed to be moving all the time because she was what our theory is is that she was always itchy or something you know so she was always uncomfortable okay she had some sort of you know like silent reflux you know, things like that. So she was just a very, very unhappy, you know, poor baby. And we didn't find this out until about, you know, five, five, six months old. So, you know, and she never laid down because she was screaming if we laid her down. So she was always on us for sleep, uh, which was, you know, not healthy or, or safe, but we didn't know how else to survive. So from that, uh, we finally got help. We got her tested, like I said, finally. Um, and then they gave us some medication to help, you know, her calm down a little bit with the, with the allergy. And then I changed my diet and, you know, she was a totally different kid. Yeah. Um, the problem we still had was that she didn't know how to sleep. Yeah. You know, she did not know how she had been, you know, only sleeping on us and, and helping her to sleep. And that's you know, how we were surviving. But, um, you know, after that, it was like, okay, now this problem solved. We need to solve this whole like sleeping thing. And I mean, it's like, it is, I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, I, 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 I made it my mission when Stella was born to ensure that she 
kind of picked up good sleeping habits right from the start yeah. because I love my sleep. I love yes. my sleep. And I, it was one of the things that, you know, I didn't give a crap about breastfeeding or about anything like that. I was just like, I just need to know about sleep because, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so we started, I mean, almost right from the very, very start. And, but I think also at the time as well, now I look back on it, we were lucky to just have a kid that also yeah. liked sleeping. You know, and, really light sleeping. So there yeah. wasn't much of a fight. She didn't put a fight up um, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the sort of rich, the, not the rituals, but the uh, routines that we, uh-huh. we kind of started her out on. Yeah. So. You know, and a majority of kids can be very, very easygoing, you know, with not really needing um, certain conditions. So in, in a lot of my child uh, development studies, they, they describe some children as orchids who they need very, very specific, you know, environments to sleep. Mm-hmm. And they describe other kids as dandelions. Um, and that only means that they, they just, they don't need any specific environment. They could be out and sleeping in an amusement park and they get a fine nap in. So, you know, majority of kids are totally fine. Like they don't, they don't necessarily need like, a lot of structure. I, you know, I do recommend some sort of routines because like they're, they're healthy to be, you know, getting into kids' bodies. Um, yeah. Just normal like routines and cycles and things like that. But um, yeah, for, for most kids, it, it isn't an issue. And you know, like, you know, majority of the moms that I would always meet, they'd like look at me like I was crazy because I was just like, oh my God, I'm never sleeping. Oh my God, what, you know, and they'd look at you, of course, you know, it's like that mom, like, oh my God, you know, like poor you, but oh, thank God I don't have to deal with that. You know, it was like, no one really knew what to say, you know, anything like that. And, you know, I was very protective of my sleep too. And I really, really wanted her to sleep. And so her not being able to do this and having such a struggle was like, you know, just, it magnified everything. You know, you're just like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? I mean, it's true. Like, the mom, you know? It, yeah. It, 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 at all, it was the fact that she had, you know, allergy and she couldn't settle down in her body. So it wasn't anything that we were necessarily doing other than, yeah, me eating dairy products, which... <laughs> well, how are you to know? You know, it's like, how are you to know that that was going to be a, an issue at the time? You know, you don't, right, like, right, kids right. don't come, kids, you know, individual kids don't come with a, a handbook that say, well, yeah. they're going to have a milk allergy until this time and they're going to be, you know, allergic to that. And right. then you're always trying to figure out, like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? You know, and the shit, ear infections too. So it was just like, it was just like this big ball of like disaster, everything happening at once, right? So it was just like, okay, we couldn't figure it out exactly until, yeah, we had her. And I mean, it's true what they say that, you know, often like sleep deprivation is used as, as a punishment or as a, as torture, isn't it? I mean, because it literally is, I mean, I, I, I have, I have, there's a few occasions in my life when I have really, really suffered with sleep deprivation. One of them being when Stella was first born, but, um, and it's, it just, it's like nothing I have ever experienced. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, literally it, it is it is torture. I mean, that's what I was saying too when I was going through it. And I even say this on my site that it's like, you know, you, you joke around about it, but then when you're going through it, you're like, no kidding, like why this is used as a torture device. And like, yeah. no kidding why basic training, like they, they force you to stay up because you have to be able to, you know, get through this time. Um, but it's, it's really unhealthy. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the, the, the bad part about all this is that it's, it's extremely unhealthy for us and mm-hmm. uh, we shouldn't be putting ourselves in these situations, you know, like as new parents, there isn't much of an option. You know, like you're, you are going to face you know, just sleep deprivation. There's, there's no way around part of it, you know, yeah. but for the most, most of the rest of our lives, you know, like we have 
some sort of control of, of handling how we like sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm, and am I right in thinking as well that, um, you know, only maybe in the last decade or so, um, the research that's been done into sleep deprivation or insomnia and, uh, and so on has, has really unearthed the, the value and the importance of sleep in terms of just everyday life, but also in terms of long-term health. I mean, that's the, the end game, isn't it, really? Oh, 100%. And in fact, it's it's super exciting that they're doing so much research on sleep now. And they're finding, like researchers are finding that this is one of the biggest components of our health. And, you know, including, of course, good nutrition, exercise, but sleep is one of the biggest factors. Yeah. And we kind of have put that off like the last, I would say like the last several decades of just like oh yeah sleeps for the week and oh yeah yeah you know, yeah you're right you know, that, kind of, like, that's how I grew up, that kind of mentality of, of like yeah. oh, sleep oh and I'm like oh my gosh okay yeah I guess I'm a weak person because I, yeah. I need my sleep so and there's also this sort of mentality and you know both of us are entrepreneurs both of us are we've started our own businesses and there is this kind of you know element within not so maybe you know because self-care is starting to take a big part of it but mm-hmm. um in terms of the you know the attitude towards you know you have to be busy all the time or else you're not successful you're not a successful uh, business person it's really I, I it's so detrimental in terms of actually you know if you want to be successful you need to be healthy you need yeah. to alert you need to be on you know just on top form and sleep for me anyway is is has to be a part of that because if I don't get sleep I mean I've had a week just a week gone um where I was doing a lot of late nights and I was working quite until quite late night and then um, we had the mama method on Thursday which you were there yeah. at and um and I, I mean, I've spent the entire weekend trying to catch up on all of my sleep. Um, yeah. Because if I don't sleep, it makes me, it makes me, it doesn't just like make my brain fry, but it makes me look like I get puffy, mm-hmm. I get swollen, you know, I retain yeah. water. And I'm not saying that, you know, look is what you should be going for. But for me, that means that there is something not right with my body, if that's the... Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, you hit on so many aspects. I mean, yeah, that this is a whole different podcast, but I mean, like, yeah, entrepreneurship and you know, the fact that you have to take care of yourself, but gosh, there are never enough hours in the day to get everything done, right? No, you know, never. so we make that, that alone is, on a personal note, this is something I struggle with myself because I work with a lot of families in the evenings. I take a lot of my clients in the evenings, which yeah. definitely impacts my own sleep and my own personal ability to like do self-care. So th- this, you know, like I said, totally different podcast, but it's something like, I'm even trying to find the balance in as well because I have to take care of myself. But yet, how do you do it all when you're working with with people in the evening? So yeah, it's it, I, you know it's definitely nothing I have been able to uh, perfect um, on a personal side. But at least I can help parents with their kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's. I mean, that's really. I, I, that's it, that, yeah, that's the moment in which you know, people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're more tired than 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 we are, and that's the moment when people really need that additional support, isn't it? You know, to be yeah. able to just 
skip yeah. get through the get through the newborn fog or the newborn phase and yeah. and, and see through to the other side that actually you know we can, you can um, <laughs> you can you can get your kid to sleep more than 30 minutes yeah at a time. exactly <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that like it, it is possible and it doesn't have to necessarily you know be about like screaming methods or anything like that i mean i really work on i try to get you know parents with young the youngest babies as possible even even expected parents because that's when you can actually educate them on what you should be doing you know and it, it it's, it's a natural process it doesn't have to be like oh i'm gonna officially you know sleep train now it's like no you're you're constantly you're constantly teaching your child how to sleep and what they should be doing so yeah. start that as soon as you can and yeah. it's not it's not a bad thing you know like i, I think some people say oh no but that's my child needs you know me all the time and yes that's that's the truth but you also have to be teaching them healthy ways to to be living their life yeah. and that begins right away i mean that doesn't begin at two years old that begins right away yeah i couldn't agree i honestly could not agree more with that i mean i think there's <laughs> i'm you know there's a lot of things i would do again as a new parent but there's some <laughs> things that i'm really proud of <laughs> um and one we of those things, are, you know <laughs> Um, and one of those things was the sleep, the sleep um, training yeah. we did with Stella. And, and, and it, you know, actually, if, it's so funny because it, uh, it was thanks to, and I, I'm not a, I am not a fan of um, uh, new mom uh, forums, like blog forums or anything like that. I don't think they're particularly healthy, but I did pick up probably the best piece of advice we got um, from one. And it was about the 90 minute routine. And when Stella was about six weeks old, we just hit a pretty difficult patch with her sleeping. Um, and we just couldn't get it right. We just could not get it right. And it was my mum who actually turned around to me and said, yo, she's knackered. She's totally overtired. She wasn't sleeping enough, even though she it felt like she, we were trying to get her to sleep all the time. All the time, she wasn't right. Sleeping enough. And, and that's what uh, she feel like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, um, so I did a little bit of research and um, found this, um, yeah, this thing called the 90-minute routine. Mm -hmm. And from the minute they woke up, you counted 90 minutes. And then when the 90 minute hit, you put them back in their, their, their bed. So whatever the bed was, if it was a bassinet or the buggy or, or, you know, whatever the bed was for them. And, um, you just left them to settle. And I mean, there was no crying at that stage. There was no crying out for us because she wasn't that kind of, she wasn't that, she wasn't old enough yet. Um, and it took a couple of days for it to, you know, start to work but then after three day three or four she would just fall asleep mm -hmm. i mean it yeah, was and that's the ideal situation and um yeah. I, I teach a lot of my my clients some something similar it, of course it depends on age you know like it can't only be 90 yeah. minutes for every age but um but yeah it's something similar where you're just trying to get a get a, a cycle in their body and that's i think one of the most basic thing that's forgotten about is that like our body works on a cycle yeah and if parents just put their child um, on a very simple routine throughout the day where they just know what to expect that natural cycle of sleep will start to happen yeah and like i said you know a lot a lot of this does happen naturally for for majority of kids but then there is a different child that may be a little bit more sensitive to where they're sleeping or you know how long they've been awake um you know, or, or maybe they only want to be close, you know, things like that. Yeah, so like, yeah. in those cases, like that's when I really come in and help coach parents 
and say, okay, let's, let's figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just about setting up the basics, like I said, of sleep, you know, like the, the simple things. Um, but a lot of the simple things are like, they seem too simple. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, like, no, oh, it can't be that. It can't be that. And and, do you know what, when you said that, it just made me think I had this thought that flicked into my head. Um, you know, I, rem- I, I, and it was only a, f- a few months ago, and I think it was probably after a conversation with you, um, <laughs> that this, this kind of revelation happened in my head. And, um, it was that, you know, I'd spent the last two years of my life trying to instill into Stella, a routine. Or, uh-huh. or routines of some kind, whether it's sleep or eating or whatever, I'd kind of forgotten about my routines. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that actually adults need a routine, a bedtime oh, yeah. routine, just as much as children do. Oh, and, gosh, yeah. and so I had to kind of, and I, and I honestly, Courtney, I honestly had to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and kind of go and go like, okay, because I, I, I couldn't get myself into bed. I couldn't put myself into bed. So yeah. I had and, to you know, a lot of that is discipline and we think it should be so much easier than it is. Even as adults, you know, it's like we have to constantly parent ourselves, right? Yeah. We don't have a parent telling us what to do. So we have to kind of become our own parents and say, no, I need to know what's better for me. And how do I feel the best? You know, is yeah. it getting ready for bed? It takes me 30 minutes, you know, to brush my teeth and wash my face. And maybe I, lay in bed and just like breathe for five minutes, you know, things like that, where it's like you set up your child for sleep, but yet we lose the same thing as we become adults. We think, oh, we should just be able to fall to sleep. You know, it should be just super easy like that. And it's not like our bodies need that preparation. They need that time. And of course, the awful thing about it as well is that as we get older, there's more and more and more technology which prevents yeah. us from falling asleep. I mean, that is ultimately the biggest problem, isn't it, that most people face is that yes. um, they have phones in their bedroom. It's, more, it's most likely they've got their phone next to their bed. That's probably yeah. the most thing. But then people watch iPads or laptops or, you know, they have yeah. televisions in their bedrooms and it's, it's, it's yeah. for a long time, a long, 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 long time. We yeah. Um, we were watching laptops and, and iPads in bed. And then just before Christmas, we put an absolute ban on them. Even our phones are not in our rooms anymore. Um, because it just, I mean, we, we were, I think, I mean, I think it was making us ill actually. I mean, sort of the lack of, not, not the phones in the bed and stuff like that, but the, it's just like the lack of sleep or good sleep, good quality sleep. Um, was affecting yeah. our immune systems and it was coming into winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lack of sleep is actually, you know, shown to cause more obesity. Um, you could be a higher risk for type 2, <clears throat> excuse me, diabetes. Um, you know, your blood pressure can rise. So, I mean, like, it's not just a matter of waking up and feeling good. There are a lot of underneath happenings as well, like within our body that tend to occur when we're not sleeping well. And so, um, you know, even it's been shown that like, if we don't sleep enough, uh, you're at a higher risk of having Alzheimer's later in life. So that's, yeah. And this, and this begins when we're children. So this isn't just like, okay, okay, I'm in my thirties and I better start like paying attention. No, this begins. And this is why I'm so adamant about healthy, you know, sleeping skills for kids is because this is becoming a really, really big epidemic of not getting enough sleep at, at, in, in children, not just adults, but children are suffering from these things too now. And this, and like lack of sleep can cause 
or, or at least look like ADHD. I was know? just going to ask that. Is that is could is that why do you think so many bad diagnoses of ADHD are occurring? Just because- you know, it's it's so hard to say. But I w- I would like my personal opinion is that majority of kids are more sleep deprived than have ADHD. Yeah. You know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to discredit anyone who actually truly has the diagnosis, but I think first and foremost, instead of just being medicated, you need to look at your like lifestyle factors. Yeah. Your lifestyle factors, you know, like are the parents truly getting their children to go to sleep at the right time? You know, are they getting enough sleep? Are they themselves are on their phones, you know, like looking at who knows what at, you know, 10 years old, um, and not getting enough sleep. I mean, that, these are the type of things that we really have to uh, just be a lot more aware about as, as parents and, mm-hmm. you know, really push on sleep. It's called sleep hygiene. Yeah. Uh, because there are such big factors associated with sleep deprivation. And this starts, like I said, again, in children, babies, yeah. you know, healthy habits beginning as a child will go through your whole life. Whereas, bad habits, they will also go, you know, all the, follow you all through your whole life. So, um, it's, it's very, very important. Uh, the other thing is, you know, like hyper energy kids having a hard time sitting still in, in class, which is hard anyways. I'm, I'm an adult and I have a hard time sitting still for a long time, but, um, you know, hyper energy, poor memory, you know, trouble concentrating all these things like we're putting onto our kids. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's because I think that's the ironic thing about it is, I, I mean, I can't really speak for anybody else's kid, but when Stella gets tired, she gets hyper. Oh, yeah. She gets, I mean, she, <laughs> she starts to kind of spiral into this, you know, and um, if, ever, if ever I'm around, like, um, I don't know, other people, they're like, oh, she's not tired at all, is she? And I'm like, yeah, oh, she's right. exhausted. <laughs> she's exhausted. She needs yeah. to go to bed now, <laughs> you know. Um, but, and, and you know, we, I, but, I, you know, earlier it sounded as though I was saying that, you know, we don't have any problems whatsoever with Stella at all. But, you know, it's exactly the same. We go through phases with her too, you know. She yeah. sometimes, I remember there was a point when she was about eight months old, we were up for an hour and a half every night. You know, yeah. because she, it was her natural cycle. She would wake up, she would need to, um, 90 minutes before she went back to sleep and then she would go back to sleep and then she would go back to sleep for the rest of the night again. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, that was about that, you know, that wasn't that bad in terms of waking in the night's sleep. But, but how old was she when she was doing that? About eight months. Oh, eight months. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it's like their sleep's a roller coaster. There's never going to be a time where, you know, you work on sleep and then it, you never have a problem with it ever again. Yeah. And, you know, that's one other thing that I really work with parents about too, is that like the true expectations about sleep. Kids are going to wake up, you know, gosh, most kids wake up, uh, you know, a few nights a week up until about age four. And that's the reality. There's nothing wrong with them most of the time. They maybe need something quickly and then they go back to sleep. But you know, if it's happening every single night, then yes, you have a then you have a sleeping issue that you need to look at. But for for most of the time, like if, if a child wakes up maybe once a week or twice a week and needs something, that's completely normal. Okay, um, that's an interesting point because I would say that Stella, on average, probably does wake up every single night. Um, and that would be a little bit something to look at then. Okay, so she. Um, but how old is she again? She's she's just about to turn three. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. So she's just about to turn three. Um, she's in her, she's in a sort of big, a big bed, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has been there for oh, maybe about three or four months. And she took to it really well. We've had no problems with her. But the only thing is, is that she started waking up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And um, so for a long time, she would just come straight into bed with us. But now what we do is if we, she wakes up, um, we'll go into her and she'll usually just go back to sleep again. Mm-hmm. But then she'll probably wake up at about 5.30, 6 o'clock and then she'll come into bed with us. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, what's that kind of, what kind of? Yeah, so well, it depends. So, I mean, when I, when I work with clients, I ask a lot of questions. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So sure. when she's going to sleep, um, do you guys, you guys have a really good bedtime routine in, right? Yep. So we do, uh, we usually do bath um bottle story and then bed okay so she's not falling is she falling asleep with any sort of help or holding or she no no not really i mean um she's lying she's lying in bed we're sitting next to the bed either reading a story or we just sit there until she falls asleep and then we leave the room Mm -hmm. okay that's that's awesome um totally reasonable at that age um for my my own four-year-old i still stay in bed or in in her room until she falls asleep so that's it all depends on like what you guys want you know how it's to look like so um so then my next question is what is her bedtime at around seven um well this is the thing that we are i i think it should be nearer to seven it's between seven and eight Okay. Try to keep it as close as possible to seven for her age, maybe 7.30 latest. Okay. That's a good tip. I know. Slight overtiredness, just a little tiny bit that, that causes like a little bit of her wake up at nighttime. Yeah. Um, Cause it's interesting. It's interesting. She started, she stopped, she's now stopped sleeping sometimes at school. Mm-hmm. so yeah. when we get told that at school we always try and put her to bed a little bit earlier during the night and the two yeah. nights last week that we did that she slept all the way through yep and that's yeah um going through i mean there's a couple situations here so one yeah dropping a nap um yeah if she's going to bed try to notice if she goes to bed more towards that eight o'clock does she tend to wake up more yeah okay because um, like i like i said that little tiny bit of being overtired actually prevents kids from sleeping well so too much cortisol and too much adrenaline gets put into their bodies so that they have a harder time going into like a, a better quality of sleep. Yeah. So, so that's something to think about. Um, does she have like a little sleeping buddy or anything that she yep. has? Yep. Yep. She does. She has, um, she's still using her dummy. Ooh, uh, like, that could be part of it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she has her, her Lammy. So she's always got a Lammy yeah. with her that she has. Yeah. You know, then I would say, like, without obviously going deeper into, like, your personal situation, I would say that, like, you know, a lot of it is normal. A lot of it is just her needing a little bit of uh, reassurance. Um, you could, you know, use, like, a night clock where, you know, it'll, it'll be red or, you know, some other color during the nighttime. And then when it actually turns morning time, it turns green. Um, like, we use, like, this thing called Sam Lamb. Um, so we have Sam the lamb, you know, if he's still sleeping at nighttime, then, you know, Taylor has to stay in bed. So, uh-huh. um, you know, things like that, you can start working on, like, it was just trying to, to teach her that like, no, it's still time to, it's still time to stay in your bed and yeah. night, night time. 
Um, the other thing to think about though is like, is her, is her room like really dark or is there a nightlight? Well, there is a nightlight, um, which we have, which is at the, so she can see it from her bed. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, Does she need it, do you think? I'm not sure because you see that's part of the the god we're such we're such losers um it, it's part of the um oh, what's it called um you know baby monitor oh, okay and we still we still use the baby monitor which I I you know I'm kind of that's for comfort believe. right you know but I mean it's it for is, your own. yeah but it's ridiculous because we live in a we live in a flat which is like 86 square meters <laughs> And it's not exactly. You know, it's like it's not exactly like we need it. And she's not in her cot anymore, so if she needs anything, she can get get out of bed. But it's a yeah, it's just a comfort thing for us, basically. Um, but that that kind of also acts as her nightlight. So I don't know. Is that, and that's on all night. Yeah. Okay. But you know that could could be a little bit of the issue too. Um, so when we're sleeping, our brains go in through like into light phases of sleep and deep phases of sleep. And so when we go through our light phases of sleep, if there's light or anything that like, you know, tends to wake us up out of the ordinary, then um, our brains will wake up a lot more. So it, it could be that she's actually going into that light stage of sleep. She knows that you're not next to her and then she needs you back again. So, you know, it could could be, you know, trying to turn off that light or maybe put some tape over the light of the, of the monitor. Yeah. Maybe not like going to block. I don't know if you'd be able to see any in the dark. But. And talking about light, because this is something that I'm quite interested in. And I have noticed that as we, as it's been getting lighter in mm -hmm. Sweden, yay. Um, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> in the morning. So it's like, you know, you're, we're waking up where it's like six o'clock now and it's light outside. Oh, um, which is amazing, but she has started waking up earlier. Yeah. So yeah. is that kind of a correlation? It must be. Yes, yes, 100% it is. Um, does she have blackout blinds? No, we, we've never, we have never used blackout blinds because... We get blackout blinds. Yeah, <laughs> Matthias yeah. is like, yeah. I'm not going to have blackout blinds. She needs to get used to sleeping when it's yeah, light outside. Just, I'm I like, well, you can I'm tell her that because it's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> no, you know what? There is tons of sleep research and even, you know, research done in Sweden about having blackout blinds because we have, so what happens is our bodies go through natural rhythms and it's based off of light and darkness. So in Sweden, our bodies get a little bit messed up because we are constantly in the summer, you know, having light. And so we actually have less of a sleep need in the summertime because our bodies continue to produce like the hormones that keep us awake, right? They don't produce enough yeah. sleep hormones. Um, so to get like a better rhythm in the body, you're going to have to like fake those a bit in the wintertime and the summertime. So in the summertime, you're going to need blackout lines. Now they're not going to be hundred percent, you know, total blackout because it's very, very hard here, but at least it makes it a lot more like night like, yeah. um, and because yes, I mean, she, she's not going to go to sleep until what, 11 o'clock at 12 o'clock at night. Right. And the older she's getting, she's going to be like, what? There's still light outside. I'm not tired. And you're like, ha ha, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy needs to have some wine now. Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, so start using um, kind of like, you know, the, the fake sunset. You know, you, you 
dim the lights in, at home, you close some of the blinds, maybe you make it seem more like, okay, it's time for our bodies to shut down. Yeah. So, yeah. So in this, you know, same in the wintertime, you actually have to turn the lights on more, even though like, you know, the Swedes, they lo- enjoy their 117 tea light candles everywhere. <laughs> the cozy feeling, but it's like, God, in the wintertime, I feel like I just want to sleep all the time because it's so dark everywhere. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> but um but yeah you have to uh you know get some blackout blinds right away so she's gonna start waking up at 5 a.m <laughs> we're already there i think we might have a problem with our hands <laughs> oh dear okay well that, no that's really useful stuff so the, i mean and that's the kind of thing that you would do with a family that came to you with mm-hmm. some issues you know if you yeah. had to and and it's all all the work that you do is tailored um yes. so that you i mean because i mean every single person is in the world is unique and they come with their own set of unique you know difficulties yeah. so yeah. why would you want to use the same kind of yeah exactly and that's you know i have this this is why i kind of do a more well not kind of this is why i do a one-on-one service because every family is going to be different yeah. and yes a lot of my methods of, of like how I get them to the same place or, or similar, but everyone's going to need to be, you know, coached differently. Maybe one person likes a different style of parenting. Um, maybe one person wants to take it a little bit slower. So I do like more sleeping support and that's like month, month coaching basically. And we work our way, you know, to the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a lot of it is, is just that and, and working on expectations too, you know, what truly is expected for a four month old, you know, what's, what's expected for an eight month old. Um, because there's, I think there's too much crap information on the internet that it's like, Oh, my baby's sleeping through the night and she was six weeks old. You're like, Oh, great. That, you know, happens sometimes, but for most people, it doesn't, you know, and we all want that of course. And then we all feel like we're failing when we don't get that. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a, I think that's such a, that's such a good point about the expectation setting. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I think it's a really, yeah, yeah, sorry. I just, that, yeah. yeah. No worries. <laughs> no, but it, it's true, you know, because that's, you know, you don't, as a new parent, you don't know what to expect. Right? God, you're right. And, yeah. And so it's like, you're trying to figure out this whole time. And, you know, with, when, I, when I've told so many new parents that it's like, this is normal. This is okay. And they're like, it is. Yeah. And it's like, just saying that to them is, is like, oh, well, I mean, that takes away a lot of the pressure. Okay. Then like, what is okay then right now? Is this, you know, I look at their sleep logs and we look at what's going on and, and like just knowing that everything's okay, you yeah. know, just because a baby isn't sleeping all the way through the night just yet is okay. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that, that could be just a huge relief uh, for some parents too, yeah. you know, just, and just to have a helping hand, just to like a guiding hand that, you know, that, this little tidbit of life is, is like, okay. You know, like I'm getting information about sleep. Okay. Everything's going okay. We're working towards things and you know, it's getting better. You know, that's, that takes away a lot of stress for, for parents too. Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when we were going through our sleep deprivation phase too, I mean, my husband and I were pretty strong and, and like we, we, we really helped each other, but you know, there were times when we did not help each other. We, you know, thought a lot about, <laughs> you know, who was going to do what because we were both so tired that it just, you know, it was, it was really difficult. So I know a lot of parents too that don't really want to talk about that part of it, but that's the truth. You know, that's the reality of when you are tired and, you know, maybe you're 
you're not agreeing with your partner about what you should be doing to help. Well, I mean, yeah, because and I, I get that because I, I, the way that tiredness affects me is it, it, um, amplifies my anxiety. Now I, I, I already suffer from anxiety. And when I was, um, uh, when I had Stella, I, my postpartum anxiety was just unbelievable. Yeah, and, yeah. um, it, it, oh God, I look back on it now and I'm like, I, I really don't know how I managed to actually yeah. keep it together. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, it's like, when I get, when I know, when I, um, if I get very, 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 very tired, I become hypersensitive and hyper analytical and hyper anxious oh, and, um, and it can cause real difficulty mm-hmm. in terms of relationships. And unfortunately, you know, I'm fortunate that I've been able to, you know, talk to my, my partner about it, Matthias, and he mm-hmm. understands, well, I'm not sure he would understand cause he doesn't, he's never really experienced it, but he, you know, he can sense when I feel like yeah. this. So he's, he's relatively good at being able to sort of manage. Yeah. My, my husband too. Yeah. yeah. He knows, he knows so, if I had a bad night of sleep. He's like, Hey, listen, if you're tired, don't break it out. You know, don't take it out of me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or check right. I know. make sure that, you know, <laughs> we know that you're going to be really sensitive today. So just mm-hmm. wind your neck in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I, yeah. So I, yeah, I think, yeah. It's just, I, it always amazes me how much sleep is a massive part of our lives. And I, 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 I am trying to change a few things in my lifestyle at the moment because, um, uh, I, I need to start looking after myself and my health. Um, um, and I think, I think, and I do think, you know, we were talking about it earlier, but sort of working for yourself and and having your own business, you, Mm -hmm. um, well, not you, because you've got a health business. <laughs> That's kind of, but other people who don't have a health business, you know, they, I think, you know, you get swallowed up by the business side of things. And, oh no, uh, and, and I, working I, and working and working and working and working. And then, you know, you yeah. forget, you forget to exercise, you forget to eat healthily. You suddenly, you know, realize that, oh my God, I've actually been sat at a desk for seven days in a row and I haven't walked anywhere, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I know I, and I hear you. I mean, trust me, like I'm, I'm lucky because, you know, most of my days are spent in the gym, but on my office days, I mean, I'm, I'm the exact same way and it's hard to turn work off. So, you know, it's, it, even on the weekends, you know, when you, huh, when you work for yourself or you have, you know, a, a to-do list that you almost feel nauseous looking at, you know, I mean, that's, this is, you know, I, I kind of, Okay, I'll be really honest, is that, like, uh, again, I'm, like, really struggling with trying to find a balance, too, and, and, like, taking care of myself as well, because it is a lot to do when you're a small business owner, and you're trying to promote health, and you're trying to be that person as a coach, Um, but then, yeah, when do you take care of your own self? So, that's kind of been one of my missions, too, this year, so maybe we should, like, do it together or something. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. We have to take more time for ourselves so that we can take care of our families um our clients uh things like that because it it is it's a it is a really tough balance i mean i think this goes for even people who are employed i mean i I, and i've been having conversations with people on a regular basis lately just about like how fast the days go i mean seriously like you know the weekends are packed when do you you know when you have small kids when do you actually take that time for yourself you know when do you prioritize 
sleep because you know I fall guilty to this as well like staying up a little bit too late because like I just finally want some time to not totally. do anything you know like home related family related just want to like do nothing you know I just want to sit on the couch and do yeah and it's like the worst thing you should do right it's like the worst thing I could be doing as well is like sitting and watching tv or looking at my phone it's like you should just go to sleep but it, it comes down to discipline um and I love this one rule. It's called the five-second rule. I learned about it through through uh, another friend of mine who, you know, just getting stuck in ruts. You know, you get stuck in ruts, mm. and you need something to get yourself out of it. And this writer called Mel Robbins, I highly recommend everyone Googling her and looking at her, her YouTube clips. Sorry, what was her name? Her name is Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. And she has something called the five-second rule. And basically, and it, it goes down to psychology of activation energy so when you feel really really stuck in something and try this tonight when you're sitting at you know on the couch looking at tv and like i should be going to sleep stop saying should you count down from five four three two one and then you go you get up you do it you stop thinking about it you just go and you do it yeah okay because that's all that's that's all that's holding us back from self-care from getting in more sleep from really doing anything is just just getting into that mode of doing instead yeah. of thinking. Because we get, thought, we get stuck in these thought traps, right? I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. And then it creates guilt. And then it creates, I mean, it's just, right. yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, so um, last night, I want to tell you quickly before, um, before we have to go. Last time um, I tried, last night I tried um, space masks for the first time. Oh, yeah, I saw um, those. Uh, and, well, I, I'm just like, you need to try these out in being a sleep expert um these are amazing so they're um made by a company in the uk independent company in the uk and they use um like actual nasa technology um to create these self-heating uh face masks um and you buy i think there's five in a box and it's like the retail price is about 15 pounds um they deliver pretty much anywhere um, the lady who runs it is a lady called Harriet. She's so lovely. You can find them on Instagram at Space Masks. Um, uh, this is not a f- plug, by the way. I'm just doing this because I just think it's amazing. Um, but the so I wore one last night when I went to bed. I went to bed a little bit later than I planned on going to. I was meant to go about sort of ten o'clock, but I went to bed at eleven. Um, and I was lying in bed, and I just thought I'm just going to put one on just now and put one on. And within ten minutes, I was I was flat out. Huh. Completely yeah, gone. They have like uh, an essential oil in it too, like lavender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have an, uh, they have lavender oil, and there's something else, and I can't remember what else it was. I've got them. I've got it in front of me right now, so I'm going to get that sniff. I looked at those when you posted about. It. I was like, what in the world? Because I mean, like I use a sleep mask, and I'll actually use some lavender as well. Like I just put some on my temples sometimes. So that's uh, interesting with the sleep masks. Yeah, but it's the self. Yeah, it's this. Like, it's this weird kind of it, the the sensation of you're you're just lying there and you've got the sleep mask on, so it's com- it's quite dark. I mean, I I wouldn't really say that they're they're not designed to, for a complete blackout, but they you know they're you've got the you've got the face mask on, and it then it just gently very gently warms your eyes and around your tem- <laughs> temples, and I don't know. It's just such an amazing feeling. <laughs> never had that before i've never i've never had that before but um and then yeah i can't remember what happened next because i fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but I woke up at midnight when Matthias came to bed and, and I was like, and got really embarrassed about the fact that I still had this face mask on. I was like, oh, I'm trying to take it off and fell back to sleep again. Um, but yeah, no, I would thoroughly recommend him. Definitely give him a try. Oh, that's, that is interesting. Huh. Mm. It's That's good. pretty cool. Yeah, really, really good. Um, well, thank you so much. Um, but just before you go, you're going to be at Undabara Barn this weekend. Yes, yes. So I'll be talking. Um, I'll ha- one, I'll have a booth. It's booth number 12. Um, and then I'll also be giving a happy sleep seminar on both Saturday and Sunday. So on Saturday, it's at 12 o'clock. And on Sunday, it's at, unfortunately, it's in the evening or afternoon at 1520. So it's going to be the last one of the day. So plan your day if you're going to go on Sunday. Um, and I'll be talking about the basics of sleep, like the things that you must have in place um, before you try anything else with your child's sleep. I mean, this is, this is where you have to begin with sleep. Um, and it's about starting healthy habits. Some of them are very, very like, yeah, no duh, but <laughs> like, they're the simple things that, um, that we forget about. And I also go in and explain why we have to do these things. It's not just because it's like, oh, well, that's what everyone says. No, there's actually like science behind why we say the things that we say for sleep. So I I find it super interesting as like how our bodies work and how they function. So if you are interested in learning more about helping your baby sleep, then highly recommend you come to attend the, uh, the Happy Sleep Seminar. Well, I can absolutely, I'm pretty certain that there are about two or three dozen parents out there going, yeah, I'd love my baby to sleep more. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. Um, it was great to speak to you again. And uh, I am trying desperately to get a ticket for Underbara Barn this weekend. Um, so I hope that I will see you there. Sounds good. Okay. All right. thanks, Take Jill. care. Bye. Right. Bye.